0: Today we know PayPal is one of the largest online payment solution companies in the world. But back in its early days, it had to be a scrappy innovator to survive. Today we're going to go over some of the biggest innovations in the early days of PayPal. Welcome to Kopec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. Today we're going to be talking about the early days of PayPal. And I want to give credit to a book I recently read, The Founders by Jimmy Sony, which is about the early days of PayPal. And as I was reading the book, there were certain particular software innovations, a lot of them having to do with how regular human being users interacted with PayPal that really came to the forefront of my mind as I read. And I wanted to share some of those that really struck me with you.
1: PayPal was the product of two companies that merged. What were those two companies and what did they make?
0: Yeah, the two companies were actually founded by famous entrepreneurs that we still know today. One of them was X.com, founded by Elon Musk, and it was actually trying to be an online bank, really an all-encompassing financial institution, but focusing at first in the banking space. The other company was called Confinity, and it was founded by Peter Thiel and Max Levchin, who are also two well known entrepreneurs that are still doing exciting things in the technology world today. And they were originally working on a product for the Palm Pilot. And we've talked about the Palm Pilot on some previous episodes. It was the most popular PDA, the most popular handheld computer of the late 1990s. And their idea was to have software that allowed you to beam money from one Palm Pilot to another. The only problem was these Palm Pilots were not internet connected. So you would beam money from one machine to another, and then you'd have to sync them to your desktop computer that was connected to the internet to actually have the funds change from one to the other. And they had to use some encryption to make this possible. And the whole idea was pretty cool, but very, very niche. And so it really never took off for the company. But what did take off for both of these companies was email payments.
1: Why did email payments take off?
0: The big name in e-commerce in the late 1990s was eBay. Online auctions were sweeping the world and all kinds of new entrepreneurs were popping up who were making a living selling on eBay. The problem was, how were people exchanging money? Well, believe it or not, eBay didn't have any de jure way of enforcing payments from one user to another. You buy a product on eBay, how do you pay for it? Some people were actually mailing checks or sending money orders or even sending cash through the traditional postal service. So a bunch of companies cropped up offering online payments. You would put money into an account at one of these companies using a credit card, perhaps a bank account. They would then hold the money for you, and then you could transfer it from one user of that payments company to another, including as easily as just entering the other user's email address. Both X.com and Confinity got into this business as kind of a side business. It wasn't their main focus. Confinity was into the Palm Pilot beaming money thing, and X.com was trying to be an online bank. But they had this kind of side project, and it really took off because it was a convenient way for eBay users to pay one another. And so both companies started taking more and more market share of the payment space on eBay. But it was kind of a losing game because the more users they got, the more expensive it was because they were both trying to entice users by actually giving them money to join their service. So you would actually get $10 or $20 just to become a new PayPal user. And so both companies were doing this. They were running each other dry. They were losing their runway and they ended up actually merging. And after they merged, they focused on this email payments product and were very deeply tied to the growth of eBay.
1: So this new company is growing fast, but they're losing money because they're having a problem with fraud.
0: Right. They're paying money to attract users. And then even worse than that, a lot of the users that they're attracting are doing fraudulent transactions. And these fraudulent transactions are ways of stealing money from someone else's bank account or using a credit card that isn't really theirs. So they need some way of cutting down on fraud. And this is actually where a lot of the innovations at early PayPal that are still with us today come from. Fraud prevention. So the first one that I found really interesting was the idea of verifying a bank account using random deposits of small monetary amounts. And I want to give credit to the person at PayPal who came up with this idea Sanjay Bargava. Here's the idea, and I'm sure most of the listeners who have verified a bank account before with a financial institution have actually probably done this, but a lot of people don't know that PayPal was actually the company that came up with it. You want to connect your bank account to this online financial institution. The online financial institution wants to know that the bank account number that you're putting in is really yours. So what they do is they deposit two small amounts of money, each usually less than a dollar into your bank account, actually giving you some free money. Those two small amounts add up to a four digit code. It's kind of like a pin code. So for example, if they deposit 37 cents and then 20 cents, you have the pin code 3720. Only you who actually owns that account and has access to that bank account would be able to know what that pin code is. Now it actually costs them a little bit of money but they're saving money overall because they're avoiding having people register fraudulent bank accounts or bank accounts that aren't really theirs. So it's worth that, in this case, 57 cents to be able to make sure that the bank account is really a valid one and then have that new valid user that's totally verified and then can use their bank account to make transactions. So it sounds like a really simple idea, but somebody actually had to up, come up with it. And it was Sanjay Bargava at PayPal.
1: There's another fraud prevention technique that was first released by PayPal, and this one actually I find very annoying.
0: Yes, this is what's called a CAPTCHA, and we've all done these a million times. The ones that most people are used to today are you see a bunch of random images, and some of them are of a certain kind of item. For example, some of them might be of a bus, and it says, click on all the images that are of a bus. And that's a way of making sure you're a human being and not a computer. It's actually a form of what's called the Turing test, which was invented by Alan Turing, Back in the early 1950s, the idea was, can we have a test that can tell the difference between an AI, an artificial intelligence system, and a human being? And a it is a way of actually doing that because most bots, even today, are not capable of telling which of those images are which. They did a form of this that some of our older listeners might remember, where you'd show letters that were kind of a little bit messed up on a weird background at the early days of PayPal. And you would have to type in what those letters or numbers are. And so actually, PayPal was one of the first companies to deploy this technique widely. It was invented a couple years before PayPal used it, but PayPal was really the first mass deployment of it. And of course, CAPTCHAs are now everywhere. And we might find them annoying, but they do prevent a huge amount of fraud by being able to tell the difference between a human being and a malicious bot.
1: And PayPal was also a pioneer in machine learning, right?
0: That's right. PayPal's ability to identify fraudulent transactions was actually one of their key differentiating factors from their competitors at the time. They weren't the only company doing email payments. They weren't the only company making it easy to make transactions online. But PayPal had some really smart folks, including their CTO, Max Levchin, who was also involved in that first deployment of CAPTCHAs who realized that there was a way to use machine learning techniques to check if a transaction is likely to be fraudulent or not. Not necessarily to be 100% sure, but to be pretty sure, enough that you at least flag it and a human being might have to double check it. So they deployed what was then at the time a cutting-edge machine learning technique called random forests. And random forests are a way, I don't want to get into all the details here, we actually might do a whole other episode on random forests, but they're basically a way of doing classification on big data sets. So you might have a lot of different transactions. Can you go through each one and f- and just find the ones that are likely to be fraudulent, put them in one bucket, and the ones that are not likely to be fraudulent and put them in another bucket. And you do this based on learnings from all the previous transactions and the ones that you, by hand, have figured out are fraudulent or are not fraudulent. Anyway, um, Random forests had only been invented a couple years before PayPal launched, and PayPal was one of the first companies to use them in a commercial context, and they were very successful. They were able to greatly reduce the amount of fraudulent transactions on PayPal by using this machine learning technique. Random forests are now standard in the industry, um, but this use by PayPal predated their wide use by other companies by many years. So we have to give PayPal, a lot of credit for being willing to employ several cutting edge techniques that we now see as standard in their efforts at fraud prevention. PayPal was in the right place at the right time, but their software innovations are really what allowed them to stand apart from their competitors and their ability to deploy new cutting edge techniques to reduce fraud is what enabled them to survive. Thanks for listening to us this week. I want to give credit again to the book The Founders by Jimmy Sony, where I learned about all these early innovations at PayPal. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter?
1: We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S.
0: Don't forget to follow us on your podcast player of choice, and we'll see you in two weeks.
1: Thanks for listening.